So, no, um, I guess if, if people don't know, I don't know how they don't know, but if they don't know, uh, tell everyone who you are and your I'm, title. I'm Roger Donaldson, and I'm the director of the Jackson City Library, and we have some kind of good news to give today. We could start out with that first. We are going to be open to the public on June 29th, and our new hours will be 10 to 6, Monday through Friday. So, like, open, open. Yeah, we, um, there was a lot of things, and that's why we were kind of maybe one of the last places to reopen in the community, because um, if you think about it, libraries, there are just so many things go into play, because it's not just For lending sure. out books, and it's not just using computers, but it's all of that stuff combined. Well, let's just be honest. I mean, a library is full of things that everybody touches all the time. Yeah, and that was one of our it's major... It's tough. Yeah, and that's and plus we also serve all age groups, from you know, little toddlers all the way up to senior citizens, so we have to be considerate of, of all the age of groups that, that come too. in as well. So as far as um, libraries go, what has been mandated to you by the governor? Well, that was also one of the... Or is it gray? Or Yeah, everything's kind of a gray area. Shocker. So that, was, <laughs> so that was one of the issues that we had, was we didn't really have any hard rules to go by, so we kind of had to wait in the Ohio Library Council, which is a great organization in Ohio. They went through everybody's mandates that they got, from restaurants to stores to office environments, and they picked out everything that would be applicable to libraries. Okay. And, of course, that took some time to go through and then um, develop some framework for us to go by. So have you been actually um, closed for a while, or have you been open in some kind of hybrid capacity? How's that gone we, since all of this madness started? Well, we had to close our, our physical library building, I believe, mid-March, I I don't remember the exact day at this point because yeah. it's been such a <laughs> COVID is such a blur and all the days it's hard to just believe run that together. It's June already, but um, but anyway, we had to close our actual physical building. But we were obviously libraries are different today than what they were in the past, and we have a, a great digital library as well. Okay. So while we were closed, we kind of built that up with the capacity that people are what they're allowed to borrow, and um, and also people were kind of forced in a roundabout way if they wanted to read to get familiar with the digital library and use it. So we're actually up to about 1,500 circulations a month digitally. Okay. So that's really a great, for a community this size, that's really a great number. Well, let's back up and talk about that a little bit because you're saying digital library and I understand what a library is and I understand what digital means, but what does that mean in, in a library you know, capacity? Does that mean you can just download books from the Jackson Library, or what does yeah, the we, digital library mean? Uh, we've belonged to a, a few different um, consortium-type deals with the digital library, the major one being the Ohio Digital Library, which is kind of a, a financial pool of all libraries in Ohio. We all contribute to it so that every Ohioan can benefit from it. Okay. So, um, so basically any title that comes out in physical form has a digital format as well. So you could instantly, like when a new Patterson comes out, you could go ahead and put yourself on hold for the new digital Patterson if you wanted. And then there's a, there's a Libby app that you can use on pretty well any sort of Android or Apple device. And then also you can use just a regular computer browser and log in that way and just read from 
So well, that, that makes it okay. available for about anything. Well, you just answered my next question. Where does it go to? <laughs> and then there's also audiobook versions, which is what I like because I listen to a lot of audiobooks in the car. You know, this so you audiobook can... thing, I don't know where those have been all my life, but this is so great. Yep. Unless the person reading the book annoys the tar out of you and then Yeah, that's sometimes a bad it's hit or miss. Deal. <laughs> I've, <laughs> yeah, I've, I feel the same. Um, <laughs> my favorite is whenever the authors themselves are read yes. their own books because you know you get something a little bit different out of that yeah but. for sure um but also besides the Ohio digital library we have hoopla which is sort of similar but it has more music options and um video options so it kind of and also with hoopla i guess i should point out there's never a hold there's never like a wait time everything is instantly streaming there Okay. So with the Ohio Digital Library, it's you have to think of it kind of just like a regular physical item. There might only be 50 copies of a James Patterson in the system, so you're going to have to wait till someone's done, and then they click and they let, through with it, or they let it go. Timeout. But yeah, with Hoopla, it's great too if you have like maybe some friends and you want to read the same book and kind of do like an informal book club of your own. Everybody can read the same book off of Hoopla for free. So is that like an app that you download? or? Yeah, it's um, an app and for your phone. And also there's an app for Roku and a few other formats for like smart TVs. Okay. So you can play. They have different like cartoons and things like that on there too for the kiddos. So. Gotcha. That is so cool. Yeah, this is not um, the library that I know. So I have a question for you. Do you or do you not still have the old card catalogs? No, we, well, we have one Those in storage fun. in the back office room, but no. The um, Dewey Decimal System, and is yeah. all that in place still? or All of that is still there, but it's all just electronic <laughs> now. So, I mean, you, and the good thing about it being all electronic is, is you can look at home and you can place your holds at home also, which I, I guess see. is another good thing to point out. Um, and that helps out right now where we're doing the curbside delivery because you can go online and see, and it has a summary of every book. So you're getting more by it being digital than you were with the old fashioned card catalog, but it's just a nostalgia thing that people always like. It, to, you know, listen, the, you know, and Amanda and I have talked about it too, and even, um, you know, some other folks, there's something about that just like holding a book or holding a magazine, that tactile, like, you know, yeah, it's, feeling I, of, of, you know, there's something to it. I just was thinking about the card catalog. It's kind of the same thing, like searching through that card catalog to find the book. Yeah, because I remember. <laughs> You're like, that was my the nightmare. Public library so and then the, um, also at the high school library. That was always yes. one of my favorite things. I think that's where I remember it from the most. Yes. It was whenever, I, was, I guess that kind of ages me and <laughs> as well. Hey, we've but, all been there. But, you know, yeah. Skylo over there again is like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> well. well, how long ago was it that, that card catalogs went by the wayside that everything became I digital? I would say probably in the 90s, everything okay. started getting a little more automated and then it just kept getting better and better because with libraries and we're still doing that now you have things that you've always done manually and on paper and then until the technology kind of catches up and you're like you know we don't really need to do that anymore yeah like let's just the well, digital thing this, isn't going to go away right just there's this that. transitional period though where you have to have all of it yeah and that's and, annoying yeah and then also we do that a lot with because of our patrons too because you have to retrain your patrons every time you introduce something new as well. Something so. new, yeah. 
So how do you keep up with like, you know, what are, or how do you keep up with the latest and greatest or what are the, what are changes that have been made over say past the 10, the past 10 years in libraries that people may or may not know about? I think mostly um, is our digital offerings because like I said, they keep getting more robust and sure. better. Um, and also the different items that libraries lend out now, such as Wi-Fi hotspots and um, we have kids' tablet computers that are preloaded with different activities and such like um, kind of like mostly learning type thing. They're educational, but also but fun too. Yeah, fun too. Um, and also last year we introduced nature backpacks that have like bird identification books and leaf identification books and things like that. Binoculars, um, has a, um, what else we have in there? Several different things. Bug spray that was given to us by the health department, <laughs> things like that. That's that such way, a good idea. And it was mostly, um, we did that and we have a stargazing one also that has a map of the stars and a more of like a high-powered binocular set. Can I come set. and get that? Yes, anybody can. And the the reason why we play. why we did that was because, for one, you know, when you have kids, you don't know what they're gonna like, so you don't want to invest several hundred dollars in something and then never use it. Right. So it kind of gives you the opportunity to try it out first, and then also for a lot of people that, you know, maybe are grandparents or aunts and uncles or whomever that are watching a child for a little while or whatever, or babysitters or whomever, that way they can come and get things and not necessarily have to buy it themselves. Have to buy it. So is that something that you just borrow for a while and then bring back? Yeah, we've just followed our normal, everything that we lend out, we typically just do for two weeks. So it's a two week lending period. Okay, so that's what I was just sitting here thinking. So is it, do you come in and still have to get the old fashioned library card and, yeah. and you know, you have the fines if you don't bring things back? We still and do cards, but we're fine free now. So the only thing that anybody would ever have to pay for would be if you damaged it. And we're fine free right here. We're sort of leaning on, I mean, if it's just normal wear and tear, that's one thing, but yeah. you know, if it's obvious damage, the patron has to be accountable for that. And then we're also, as far as any sort of late periods or anything, like we don't charge for any of that anymore. So if you're two or three days late, it's no big deal. But you know, that has to be just everyone acting like an adult and being on the honor system and all that too. Yeah, like, and that was kind know. of a relatively new thing. I think we've done it for Probably about three years. We started with just the children's cards first and seen how that went. Then we went with the adults as well. Um, and most libraries are moving to Find Free because it was really, it wasn't doing anything. Well, it just makes people not want to bring it back. Yeah, and it also, it's not really that much money, so it's not like it was really a revenue stream for the yeah. library. It was just, it was kind of pointless. Like, you know, just those things you reevaluate over time and it's just... You know, that makes sense because, I mean, for me, I would be, like, more embarrassed that I had to pay a fine and be less likely to bring it back yeah, and try to explain why I, you know, I'm yeah, dumb dumb and forgot the, to bring it back or whatever. The friendlier library yeah. of, the, of the present. <laughs> well, very good. So, right now, the rules are, or not rules, that's a bad way to look at it, but your procedures are what until you get fully open in June? Um, right now, yeah, we we started curbside a few weeks ago because we had to kind of 
weight and there were some different studies done on library materials and this and that that we were kind of looking for. Um, and April will go over more of that with us here. Yeah, in a minute, she's going to talk as far as the different about, what we did with the actual materials to yes. make them safe for people. Um, but also, just the building itself. We and the employees we installed plexiglass and we had to space out all of our chairs for social distancing which resulted in less computers. We used to have 13 and now we're down to eight because of you know, you know trying to space them out because the, the ethernet cords only stretch so far. <laughs> so, um, so there's some different changes people see whenever they come in and we adjusted our hours for our staffing levels because we don't want a bunch of people working at the same time either because sure. you have to socially distance your workers as well as possible too. <laughs> so that way everybody just has basically the same shift instead of people coming in, you know, different hours and doubling up on things to get their hours in and whatnot. Gotcha. Well, that sounds, I mean, like, like a really good thing. And so if people right now want to do the curbside service, like how, how do they go about doing it? Uh, you can go online, which to the card, the the electronic catalog that we just talked and about. What, where, what and what would be the what, the address for that? The easiest thing is always just to go to jacksoncitylibrary.org and then okay. all the links will be there Okay. for anything you That's want to That's a good do. starting point. Yeah. Um, okay. But you can log in with your card number, choose what you want, and then a library staff member will see that on our side and then they'll call them. If the items are there in front of them, they'll call and set up an appointment with you so you can pick it up. Oh, okay. And then right. if you don't, if you're not technical and you don't want to do all that, you can just pick up the phone and call and say, hey, I want some books by this author. The staff will pick them out. They'll call you back and ask, you know, are these fine? Make sure you didn't already read them or whatever. And then they'll set up an appointment and you can pick them up on the porch. So the main thing is either get hold of the library via, you know, the internet or by phone, which is perfectly a-okay with yeah, them. Yeah, you don't need to know, because that's another, a lot of patrons call and like, well, I just don't know. Our staff are really good at picking out books. If you just say, you know, I read this book, do you have something like that? Even if I don't know, there's 10 other people in the building that probably read that book and know something gotcha. to suggest. So we'll figure out something for you. So don't, don't think that we can't. That's right. And, and you guys are just communicating. And that's the main thing. You know, a lot of times communication is key. And it's like, you know, yeah. they'll pick up the phone and call you back. And you guys can have an actual discussion with real people. And, and uh, that's good service. So thank yeah. you. And then also we're with our curbside. We'll we'll continue that when we open because you know some people still might not feel comfortable coming in, and that's perfectly fine. Um, so we'll still continue curbside. But also you can we're doing copies and faxes curbside because that was one of the services that we offer oh. that people do really need in this area. Sure. And, all of the phone calls whenever we were closed, that was typically what they were asking I never, for. So you could just pull up, someone will come get your stuff and then bring yeah, it back we to have, you or Yeah, and we have, if, for the contactless um, method, we have little trays that will sit out and you can just put in the tray, then they'll come out and get them and put your stuff back okay. in the tray. And, very, so. very good. What are some services that the Jackson City Library um, does just like the one you just mentioned, that people may, may or may not know about? Um, one thing people usually don't know that we have are online databases, which are on the jacksoncitylibrary.org page. There's a link for all of those, such as Ancestry.com. Um, 
there's Chilton Auto Repair, there's some baking and cooking things, and a hobby and craft reference center. Just pretty well anything that you would want to do, we actually have a database that we subscribe to that you could go to and use. And a lot is that of people, for free? Yeah. Like, oh! Ancestry is the only one you have to be in the building to use, but with COVID, the people that own Ancestry were nice and opened it up to anybody oh, that has okay. a library card. So, I mean, it's temporary. Eventually, they'll you have to go they'll back lock and, it back yeah, down. Yeah, they'll lock it down eventually, like everything else. But, um, but yeah, because a lot of people do subscribe and pay for those things, and it's sure. something that you could use for free from the library. I did not know that. Very, very cool. And um, so you can do all of that. And, you know, just come in and see your friendly neighborhood libraries. You know, they, and again, you'll be opening on June 28th? 29th. 29th. Yeah, month, yeah. Okay, so it's coming right up, or right around the corner. And, um, you know, just come in. You haven't seen your library in a while. I'll admit I haven't been to a library. It's like one of those where you graduate from college and you vow you're never going to go back because you don't ever yeah, want to write another paper ever again, you know? And the great thing about libraries is they're always there for you at any stage of your life. Yeah. Because everybody, because I was the same as you. I'm, you know, <laughs> I don't want to go back. makes me feel, look bad because I'm the library director now. But, you know, there was a 10-year gap that I never went to libraries either because you don't always need it, but it's always nice that it's there when you do. It's very, very good. Now, someone was telling me the other day that the Jackson City Library building actually used to be a grocery store. Is yes. that true? Do you know the history of the building? Yeah, it was actually built to be Schaefer's Supermarket, I believe. Um, I don't... When was that, do you know? I know that it was open in the... I don't know when it actually opened, opened, but it was around in the 50s and 60s, and it went out of business sometime in the 70s, and it was empty, so that's why the library board pursued it and bought it and remodeled it to make up the library. The library itself opened in 1975 there. 1975? Okay. Yeah, so. All right. I was wondering about that, like how long... Because as long as I can remember, it's it's been there, which would make sense, because that was the year I was born, 29 years ago. <laughs> But the, um, and also there's some. Don't do the math. <laughs> there's some throwbacks too that's kind of cool. I mean, probably only cool to me, maybe, but yeah, like some of the, the additions to the library or to the library building itself was where the the mechanical room was for the coolers that used to be in there. And oh, you can kind really? of see some stuff that still kind of lingers from its past. So, so that's, that's kind really of cool. neat. The meeting room. Most people always complain about being cold and colder. It actually used to be the walk-in like refrigerator, oh. storage area, whatever the trucks. <laughs> it's been. supposed so, to be cold. Yeah, so some things it was greatly remodeled, but some things you can't change. <laughs> so <laughs> totally, totally understand about that. That is so cool, and um, you know, it's it's good to have a building that was repurposed. And where someone was. The library was where before that? Before that, it was in the Memorial Building. That's right, in the Memorial oh, yeah. Building. And it's still a fun fact about the Memorial Building. If you look at it, it still says library on the top above one of the windows. It does. So, now that you say that, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Yes, it was there from the 40s, well, until 1975. I think it started there in either 1939 or 1940. Really we still cool. had the original bookcases from there. It used to be in our children's area until just a couple months ago, too. Wow. So that's something kind of exciting for people whenever they do come back into the library. We did replace all of our children's bookcases with new bookcases, so it looks nice and modern over there now. 
Gotcha. I was going to ask you that. Were you able to, to do any remodeling or any, you know, touch-ups or yeah, anything while you've been closed? Yeah. I think a lot of people of, took that opportunity. Yeah, to, we... Um, we epoxied our patio so it looks nicer now, and then we redid our kids' area. Um, we've scheduled some things that are still coming. Unfortunately, they didn't get done in time, but, you know, that work, that's how that works, too, because everybody's doing everything at once. But, it is. But we're getting our parking lot resurfaced and the front of the building repainted in the next couple of weeks, too, so kind Very of a cool. spring refresher while we yeah. were... Very good. And, um, you know, everyone's welcome to come to the library and, and uh, check it out and see Roger. Exactly. And the gang. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're always happy to see anybody that comes in. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. All right. Well, is there anything else while you're here that you wanted um, to tell everybody? No, I think I'll let April go over the what we're doing yes. as far as keeping everybody safe with our materials because that's, you know, a concern that people have because libraries are, like I say, it's. We kind of had to take everything into consideration because whenever you, you go do. to Walmart, you don't typically take everything back. And whenever you go out to, <laughs> You're go right. out to eat takeout, you don't bring all your styrofoam containers back. Right. But you have to think libraries, Correct. people do that. So. Lots of touching. And, yeah, and, so, uh, so, yeah, so April will go over what we've came up with okay. to keep everybody safe in that regard. Very good. Well, come on over, girl. Yeah, and yeah. uh, thank you, Roger. Yeah. It's always yeah, a pleasure you. talking with you. And, and um, they do such a wonderful job here at the Jackson Library, and we appreciate them. And it's kind of one of those things you don't appreciate unless you need it, and then <laughs> and then you uh, then you do. So, well, welcome. Hello, good morning. So glad to have you Thank here. You. And I guess just like Roger, tell everybody who you are. Sure. And um, I'm April Eifler. I am the Access Services Coordinator at the library. So I, I do all the cataloging <coughs> of all the Excuse items me. that come in, get them ready to go out to the shelves and, and be checked up by patrons. Okay, because that sounds really fancy. <laughs> yeah. He orders all the materials. I make sure that they're ready to go out. Well, how the heck do you know what to order for a library? You know, it's just, I guess, just over it's, time. Yeah, you it's learn, over time. Um, we, we get to know our patrons and what they like. Um, a lot of people actually put in suggestions for us, too. If they request something that we can't find in, within our consortium, we just go ahead and order them. Um, yeah, gotcha. it's a lot of it's just, um, and we have lists of, of bestsellers. We have a company that we order through that... Um, automatically send out the best sellers to us that makes sense so, yeah. yeah obviously if they're best sellers people want them yep. so yep. it's kind of a no-brainer yeah and they go very quickly because once i catalog them there's a holds list that i put them on and as soon as i they scanned in they're ready to go off to someone so do you have people like lined up out the door like <laughs> you know like fighting about. over christmas <laughs> stuff <laughs> just about it's just like the cabbage patch kids in the 80s <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. So, oh, I, I know I was going to ask Roger, but you can answer this question, I'm sure. Do you all still have the old, like, microfish and microfilms and, like, old newspapers and yep, stuff like that that people over, can... That's over in the corner. Um, the machine's still there. Um, <laughs> does anyone still... use it? Yeah, um, Bob Irvin. He I'd say comes he does. Over, yeah. Yeah, he comes in and uses it, but we've also sent all that material and has been digitalized. Really? So we have a computer set next to the machine Okay. that... You can quickly access the things. That would be well. a lot but more yes, handy. But yes, for the people who still like to use the the machine itself, it's still there. I can remember again being in college, ugh, and mm -hmm. having to look through, you know, get all that stuff, and you had to oh, scroll it's a hassle sometimes through it. Well, I couldn't find help. stuff, and sure. I've had it was ripped. Get the the tape on, 
and I've always put on upside down. It's, yeah. just, it's a hassle. <laughs> it really, really is. So much easier to take your little computer mouse oh, and, yeah, definitely. and uh, click on that. So, all right. Well, with all of the COVID madness, you have kind of, you know, gotten the awesome task, I guess we would like to say, of, you know, making sure that the library is safe and making sure that the materials are safe. So, First off, let's um, start by what will the procedures be when when the library opens, you know, the doors to the public? What is expected of the public? We have we have a sign posted when they first come in that says "Welcome back" and just some guidelines. Um, we so read that. We're not going to enforce masks, but they are recommended just like any other place. Sure. Um, we have a sanitation station that rhymes set up right when you come it does. in. Um, returns are handled differently instead of putting them in the, the drop inside. We just have a, on that same cart as the um, sanitation station, we'll have you put your returns there because as we're already doing with curbside, everything that comes back has to be quarantined and we do it for at least a 72 hour period Okay. before they are touched by us and checked in. Okay. Um, and as Roger mentioned, things are spaced out. Um, we aren't going to be having newspapers um, to kind of discourage from staying longer than needed inside the library sure. just because of the way things are right now we you know obviously we want people in there we welcome them um and we'd love for them to stay as long as they want but we just can't at this time right and that, that makes sense yeah. listen you know let's you know our new normal i'm so tired exactly. of hearing that but it's so true i don't know how else to say it is that you know you're probably not going to be able to see a newspaper at the library for a yeah. while yeah. like just deal with it yeah there's um, plenty of other places and to we appreciate the understanding of people um, yeah with it with the curbside um but yeah well and the computers they are going to be um probably limited amount of time on them because people have to because you have less yes um because they're spaced out further so the time limit will be a little bit less to get all the use out of it we can because we have to have a period between patrons using them to clean it and sanitize everything sure. before the next patron comes in and uses it Sure. And um, will you guys actually do maybe like reservations of that or is it just first come? Yes, we're looking into that. Um, there's actually okay. a way to put a hold on a computer with our um, software that we use okay. uh, in the library. So um, that might be kind of convenient for people so they're not just standing around waiting, mm -hmm. if if at all possible, if mm -hmm. it's possible for you all to do it, not telling you what to do. Well, and even you can always call before you come in and ask um, if we have, if we're going to have a computer open. Um, and we'll get you we'll get you figured out okay um safety reason or safety wise we've got um we modified how we do some policies i've attended um webinars and virtual meetings and the sense is is that most we always like roger mentioned with the fine free we kind of libraries are based on a uh, a good faith system yes be an adult we, yes exactly we are continuing that with some of our policies um, checking out the wi-fi hotspots um, we're not requiring um, like you to actually physically come in and, and, and sign for it um, like you would normally have to we're just being a little more lenient with how we we go about those things um, we've even to make things completely contactless we've ordered and switched over the cases that the hotspots um, check out in to slimmer ones that will fit in the book drop outside okay so they don't have to be physically brought back in anymore just taking all these precautions to try and um, be as clean and, and safe as possible when we do reopen on the 29th um, we will have a employee um, specifically just for cleaning okay so we'll have carts set up at the end of um, the stacks if you um, 
if you pick up a book and look through it and decide that you don't want to take it after all, we ask that you just please put, place it on a, one of the carts that are at the end of the stacks, and they will be quarantined. And, and it clean. gets to go into quarantine. Right. Yep. Well, let's just be honest about it. I mean, you know, okay, so at, at our restaurant, you can take a table and a chair and whatever and spray some cleaner disinfectant on it, and immediately it's clean. On books, <laughs> you can't necessarily, you know, spray Clorox on every, on every page, page, you know, exactly. you can't do that. And um, so we have to allow for the, the quarantine time. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think it's kind of been a given that... Um, that with this virus, um, you know, those couple of days al al allow it to die out. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's why they're quarantining the books, if you're very confused on why that would be. Um, so that is awesome. You Okay, so going back to our original thing of just be nice, be, be nice. Be patient. Be patient. I understand what you guys are going through right now because I can tell you that the week before we reopened the restaurant, I didn't sleep because I was so just worked up about wanting to do everything properly and making sure people are safe and how are people going to react and, you know, all of these things that are out of your control. So please be nice and be patient with these folks as they reopen this library because... It is a very, very stressful time, and people are just kind of out of their minds right now anyway, so, um, you know, just take that breath, and, and if the book isn't there that you want, or if it's in quarantine, and you can't get it for another day, just right go with it, man. And we're doing the best we can to get um, even more services to you guys. Um, we have more hotspots that are going to be ordered um, through a, Roger, what was that grant? from the Foundation of Appalachia, Ohio. Oh. Foundation of Appalachia, Ohio is an emergency COVID um, okay. fund. Grants that was given to us to purchase more Wi-Fi hotspots. Okay. So we know like a lot of people are working from home right now. Um, the uncertainty of school in the fall. So we're going to have a lot more um, hotspots be available. So, um, so people can have internet access at home. Because I'm kind of stupid about that, I'm really stupid about all of that stuff. What exactly does that mean? A, a, a Wi-Fi wi hotspot, hot yes. It is a little box, and that is your internet. It's essentially, it's an internet box. Um, we, pr we pay for the service through um, Sprint, and okay. it's just you will connect your device to it, any kind of device that you have, your, your phone, um, a laptop. Uh, even I think Roku's, all those kinds of things can connect to it as well. So it's just a little, a little device that has your internet access to it. Okay, very very good. And you would just connect to that to any of your devices at your home to that. Yes. And when I catalog it, I make sure that I um, I print out a label that has the the Wi-Fi password. Yes. On it, um, so you don't have to go searching for it because okay. a lot of times it's underneath the battery. Um, so I just put that on the on the front of the the hotspot itself. So, yeah, you just look for the password, put that in on your device, and you have internet. Very good. I mean, I'm so dumb that I just learned in the last six months that you can do that with your phone. A personal, I just learned that, too, so don't feel bad. Really? Yeah, the personal okay. Wi-Fi hotspot. Yes. Yeah, I just, yeah, same here. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, if it We're hadn't fine. been for Matt fine. Brinker, I would have still not known this this whole thing. <laughs> like, I, He's like, why don't you just connect through your phone? I'm like, what? what? <laughs> yes, don't feel bad. Okay, good. I don't. It's okay. Whew. It was like really stressful for me to admit. So um, yeah, but anyway, no, I think that's amazing. How long can people keep those? Two weeks. Okay, so you can actually mm -hmm. 
take that home and, and utilize it. Mm -hmm. and, and you can be put on the, the waiting list for it as well. Um, since we're getting more, the waiting list as it is right now is about two weeks. Okay. Um, as we get more and I get those cataloged into the system, um, the wait time will be cut, um, cut down because it will be more available. Yeah. All right, so, you know, unfortunately with the library, you got, you can't turn over the books as quickly as, as you have in the past because they have to go into quarantine, and they have to go into quarantine because they can't be really cleaned. Mm -hmm. um, so please be patient and, and be nice, and uh, uh, these folks are working very, very hard to get the libraries reopened, and, and not just you all, but everybody. Everywhere, yeah, and we do look forward to seeing our patients again. Don't you miss people? Yes. I work in the back, but I still like to go up front and, and just mingle with the patrons as well. I know. Um, with the restaurant, it was one of the the first day, you know, you open and it's for carryout only and it's lunchtime or whatever. And you're walking through and there's nobody in there. I mean, there are people coming in to get carryout, but it wasn't alive. And it was just so, like, it was like sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the library it's very, is the same very quiet. Way. Yeah, it's like it, and that's what that was. What I kept saying is, it's I mean, so libraries are quiet anyway. But well, still, hopefully, you know. <laughs> but no, I was like, it's so quiet. It's just eerie, mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. So, and you know that you're missing people when you see somebody at the at the grocery store, and you're like, like tears for it. <laughs> I miss you so much. Yeah. It's, it's been tough because like we're people, pers people, you know, people, people, obviously. Um, and you just, you want to, you want to get close and talk with them, but then you can't. So yeah, so, yeah we're definitely looking forward to having patrons back in. It's, it's, uh, even though it's going to be different, it's certainly the next best mm -hmm. thing. You we know, have all of our lights on. We haven't been having all of our lights on. So that's kind of more, more gloomy as well. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, well, very, very good. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to tell our viewers about just to let them know about the, the reopening of the Jackson library? I think that's probably it. We'll just plug okay. the date one more time. It's going to be um, Monday, June 29th. Um, okay. and the hours will be Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. 10 to 6. So mm -hmm. are you are closed on the weekends then? Yeah, we used to be open on Saturdays, um, but now we're going until the further notice we'll have Saturdays okay. closed. So Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. So you can get back to the library and enjoy the services that you've known and I may have missed something, sorry. Roger missed we something. One of the things that unfortunately we can't have for a while is our meeting room because all of oh. our furniture ended up in there. Good and point. Our summer programming is going to be mostly just Facebook Live things. So Good point. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, the meeting room, we usually have people who call inquire inquire about having a meeting in there or something. It's going to be closed. Um, all of our furniture is stacked up in there right now. We well, have to rearrange for the spacing. Not um, to mention people aren't supposed to be meeting right now anyway. Exactly. So, yeah. um, and the summer reading program is all going to be, we're coming up with you know, our shortage librarians working hard to figure out ways to still, you know, contactless summer reading program. Um, so just so keep, like via Facebook Live or yeah, any yeah. Uh, We've been doing some media um, like that. We have our children's librarians got a um, therapy dog. That was on here before. I actually. heard about yeah. that. I wasn't here. Um, you can call the library. We've been doing um, Zoom story times with Louie, the dog. Um, so you can call the library and set up an appointment to, to, to do that. Um, so we're always it. looking for different ways to still reach out to the to the public and, and have services. If I call, can Louie give me a story time? Well, sure. Do you have a book you would like to read to him? I mean, sure. Sharon can suggest one to you, maybe. Uh, listen, 
I still have my my best friend book that it would be very appropriate for right now because it was called My Best Friend, I think, and I still have it. It was at my mom's and we got it out at Christmas time Louis and read it. Hear it. It is the cutest little book. Yeah, Louie yeah. would love to hear it. Call and call and set that up. Yeah, <laughs> it's about it's a, a a little black boy and a little white boy and they're best friends. So it talks perfect. about that. So wouldn't that Absolutely be perfect amazing. for yes for right now? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. So maybe I'll call call and talk to Louie. There about you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you so much for being our guest today here Thank on the you program. For us. We, you know, we greatly appreciate it. You all are amazing, and we cannot wait to get the library back open. Thank you. So, all right. Well, again, enjoy your Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it, and we'll be back here on Monday. I think perhaps maybe Amanda will be back on Monday, so we can talk about her vacation. Well, I know, right? We're all living vicariously through her right oh. now. A vacate what? Oh, what was that? <laughs> so have a wonderful weekend. Have a great weekend. You Thanks too. for being Thanks. here. And we'll be back here on Monday. Bye, everyone.